Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your shalom. Shabbat shalom. There is no hope for you, Moses tells the people Israel as they prepare to enter the promised land. Once you enter, you will stray from God's laws and be punished. It's a certainty. There is only one path. There is no hope. God knows, Moses says, that you, what you will do and how you will do it, and there is no chance to change. This is a pretty strange Parsha to read on the Shabbat between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. This moment, perhaps more than any other in the calendar, is one where we need a chance for things to be different, where we want a message that all is not lost, that change is possible. And as Hillel reminds us, if not now, when? So what is this Parsha doing here? with its deep certainty that the Israelites, it is what it is for them. They are destined to break God's laws and be exiled from the land. Perhaps the Parsha is highlighting what both research and our hearts tell us about human nature, that once we set on a path, change is incredibly hard. Our planet is sometimes literally on fire. Extreme weather, fluctuating temperatures threaten to overwhelm us. We can look around and say our fate is sealed. Recycling, taking public transportation, cutting back on waste. What does it matter? No change that I can make will help. It's as though at this moment Moses is standing before us saying, there is no hope. So many in this community and in others around the country have been working for criminal justice reform and yet so many remain behind bars. The racial disparities in our country are real and they are deep. For every victory, we see larger and larger obstacles. We hear Moses telling us, this is who we are as a nation. There is no hope. And I know that everyone sitting here tonight and outside these doors has that little thing inside of us that we wish we could change but we haven't been able to. We fear that this is the way it will always be. Each of us has the voice of Moses in our ears telling us there is no hope. Change is impossible. But of course, that's not the story of the season, not the story of our people, our country, our world, or even ourselves. In just a few weeks, we read how Abraham plants himself in front of God to try and lessen the decree against Sodom and Gomorrah. And while he doesn't get his way, God is willing to change. And when the people defy God and build the golden calf, 
Moses is able to talk God into saving them, even when God is at God's most angry. Even God, our tradition reminds us, can change, and so can we. At the end of Unatanatokef, one of the climactic prayers of our High Holiday Liturgy, we say, Utashuva, Utafila, Utsadaka, Ma'avirin et Roa Hagazera. Repentance, prayer, and sadaka have the power to change the nature of our lives, to lessen the severity of God's decree against us. The power to change is in our hands. We just have to find the path. There's a story in the Talmud about a person who wants to immerse in the mikvah, in the ritual bath, to become ritually pure, but goes in holding a dead reptile in his hand. You gotta really picture it. As long as he's holding on to that dead reptile, his mikvah immersion cannot work because the dead reptile just renders him impure all over again. And so the cycle continues again and again, immersing in the mikvah holding the reptile, immersion doesn't work. But instead of succumbing to a cycle of hopelessness, there's some redemption in this text. As soon as he puts that reptile down, the immersion works. As soon as he puts down the thing that's preventing him from changing, he can change. There is a path to change, the text teaches, but first you have to notice that you're holding a dead reptile and that it's blocking your way. And so too with the Israelites. If they don't figure out what's blocking their path, they will not change. They will stray from God. They will disobey. They will be punished. But there's a way out because we're created in the image of God with the will and the capacity to be better than what we are right now. As last week's portion tells us, there's always a choice. It might not be easy. It might not be readily apparent, but God is always putting before us the choice of blessing or curse, life or death. We can always choose to change, to put down the dead reptile, to allow the waters of the mikvah to wash us clean. It is never, ever too late. Last High Holy Days, one of my colleagues talked about a story that she had seen on CNN. This was the report. A police chief in Pennsylvania says he wants to track down the person who mailed in a payment for a 44-year-old parking ticket, just to say thank you. The mysterious envelope arrived last week in Minersville, west of Allentown, with a 1974 parking ticket and a $5 bill. It's addressed, of course, to the police department with return address of feeling guilty Wayward Road, Anytown. <laughs> the parking ticket and payment were accompanied by a note that said, Dear Police Department, I've been carrying this ticket around for 40 plus years, always intending to pay. Forgive me if I don't give you my info. With respect, Dave. <laughs> for over 40 years, Dave was walking around with that unpaid parking ticket. What was stopping him from sticking $2 in the mail? And what finally moved him to take out his wallet, put the money in, and send the ticket away? As we stand here tonight in the season of renewal and redemption, 
I want to ask you to take a moment and close your eyes. Ask yourself, what are you holding on to that you would like to put down? What would it take for you to disentangle yourself from that narrative, to put down your dead reptile, to pay that parking ticket? What would it really, really take for you to make the changes that you are seeking? And as you open your eyes and look over into the promised land, my blessing for all of us is to remember that change is indeed possible and that it is never too late to put down the things we are carrying. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Eloheinu Neshach